0: Welcome to this week's Virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege read Parshas Chukas. And Chukas, like so many of these Parshas contains such a dramatic, overwhelming story. The story of Kalal Yisrael finding themselves in a state of thirst. Miriam died, the miraculous well disappears. Kalal Yisrael panics, not knowing what they're going to do for water. They turn to Moshe and panicked erratic state. Hash Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu, All right, don't worry, go to the rock, speak to the rock and the rock will bring forth water. But we know Moshe Rabbeinu goes ahead and hits the rock instead. He hits the rock. And although the desired result occurs, Kalal Yisrael gets water, but the water came at a dramatic cost. Moshe Rabbeinu is punished. Moshe Rabbeinu saw by Akhadush that he will not enter into Eretz Israel. He will not lead the Jewish people into the land of Israel. Instead, he will die in the Transjordanian area, and Klal Yisrael will be led in by Yehoshua. And if you look at the Passock, the Passock itself says this is in Parachof, Pasak Yod Beis. Because we're left trying to understand what, what was it exactly that Moshe Rabbeinu did wrong. In other words, remember, at the end of the day, it's clear that God brought about water whether Moshe spoke to the rock, hit the rock, either way, this is only coming about because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu do so wrong? So if you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, chapter 20, verse 12, HaShem HaShem says to Moshe and to Aaron, Ya'an lo you did not fully believe in me. <speaking> in <Hebrew> to consecrate me in the eyes of the Jewish people. <speaking in Hebrew> Therefore you will not bring the congregation, not bring the people into the land. <speaking> in <Hebrew> you didn't believe. They didn't believe. You could say Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. You could say Moshe Rabbeinu Garang. You could say a lot of things. But to say that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't believe in HaKadosh Baruch was there a greater Balamuna? Was there a greater person who possessed belief in Hakadosh Baruch Hu more than Moshe Rabbeinu? Hakadosh Hu, say whatever you want. You disobeyed. Okay, Moshe Rabbeinu disobeyed. He was given an instruction to speak, and instead he hit. You disobeyed, and the 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 punishment for that disobedience. Not gonna, I understand that, but you didn't believe in me. So the Medrash says something amazing. The Medrash says in the Alkot Shemoni, Shimoni, Hakadosh Baruch Hu la Moshe. said to Moshe the following. Haya lecha lilmod mehagar, Moshe, you should have learned from Hagar, the wife, well, first the maidservant, then the wife of Armavinu, Avinu, Teghse vateira mayim. Hagar, remember, again, when she's cast out from the Abrahamitic home, Sarah casts her out, she goes out with Yishmael, and a miracle occurred, Yishmael's dying of thirst in the desert, Hashem opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well, vateira mayim. Uma i michidi avramaviv says to Moshe, Moshe, if for Yeshmuel, all Yeshmoel had working for him was the schhus, was the merit of Avramavinu. And yet in that merit he was provided a well, ultimately Khhliswell, She is Avas, Schhus toda, Khliswa, which has so many more zchuyos, so many more merits, of course I'm gonna take care of them. And it's a strange madrash. Moshe you should have learned from Hagar. You should have learned from Hagar, ultimately, just like I saved Ishmael so ultimately I'll save Kalal Yisrael. What's the connection? Perhaps what the Major is trying to teach us is as follows. We know the story, right? As I just mentioned before, Hagar is cast out of the home together with Ishmael. And the Torah says that they've ran through all of their water, all of their provisions. Hagar goes ahead and casts Ishmael underneath the thicket, some of the thorn bushes, to give him shade in his final moment. She thought he was going to die. And then what happens? The Gemara points out, Rashi quotes the Gemara that says, the Gemara Masechus Rosh Hashanah that the Malachim see Yishmael about to die. And the Malachim say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let him die. Just let him die. Do you know what Yishmael's descendants are going to do to Am Yisrael, to the Jewish people? Do you know how much pain, how much difficulty, how much bloodshed, how much violence Yishmael's children are going to visit upon the children of Klav Yisrael? Truth is upon the world. Just let him die. Let Yishmael die and prevent the nightmare from ever occurring. And the Ribbono Shal Olam says something amazing. The Pasik says, "VaYishma ki elokim al kol Hashem heard the cries of Yishmael where he was. HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds back to the Malachim. Tell me, when you look at Yishmael now, did he do anything wrong? Is he zakai or chayef Is he innocent or guilty? And the Malachim, of course, were forced to say, he's innocent. He's innocent. Right now, he didn't do anything. He's innocent. Kaddish Baruch who said, I can only judge a person based on what they've currently done. So Kaddish Baruch, who provides the miracle, provides a well for Yishmael. So perhaps what's happening over here is as follows. Do you know what Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake was? Okay, yes, the mistake was hitting the rock instead of going in and speaking to the rock. But on a deeper level, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake? You see, when Moshe Rabbeinu addresses Cloud Yisrael, he says to them, shimu nahamorim, listen you rebellious ones. He labeled them. He labeled them. And he labeled them as bad, rebellious people. And the truth is that was incorrect. Chlali Yisroah are doing something really bad in this moment, that's absolutely true. But Moshe Rabbeinu, are they bad through and through? Are they reshoim? Are they truly rebellious ones? These are the people who just a little while ago said ishma." Incredible, we will do, we will listen. Blind acceptance of Kal These are the people who just a little bit before that were willing to go ahead and leave Mitzrayim. Zechartilah Chesed R'ach. Hashem says, I remember the Chesed that Klal Yisrael did Lech Teich Acharai Bamidbar. Klal Yisrael followed HaKadosh Baruch Hu out into the desert. Three and a half million people walked blindly after HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the desert. And Samosha, so you're calling them Morim? You're calling them rebellious ones? Right now they're doing something bad. But at the end of the day, Moshe, there's so much more to who they are and what they are than how they're acting in this present moment. See beyond the present. Don't judge them, don't size them up based on just what they're doing right now. That says the Medrash was the mistake of Moshe Rabenu, characterizing Chlal Yisrael as a rebellious nation. Really describing their entire identity, not in the totality of their experiences, but on one moment, one freeze frame, one action, one event, and that's wrong. And that's how the Medrash says, Moshe, you should have learned from Hagar should have learned from Hagar, right? Ultimately, not as much Hagar, but Yishmael. What happens, the Maloch, again, the Malochim want to kill Yishmael. Hashem says, look at Yishmael. When you look at him now, HaMalochim, you're looking in the future. You're looking in the future. Okay, he didn't do those things yet. So said right now, is he innocent or is he guilty? He's innocent, we have to let him live. It's almost like the reverse by Moshe. Moshe, you're looking at them in the present, but what about looking at them in the past? I understand they have mistakes in the past also. What about all the great things that they've done in the past? What about all the accomplishments? What about all of the good? What about all the beautiful times? The Medrash is teaching us that the mistake of Moshe Rabbeinu is that he only saw Kalal Yisrael through the lens of their current failure. He failed to see them in their totality. and loha ha'amantem, you didn't believe, you didn't believe, not just he didn't believe, He didn't believe in Kalal Yisrael. Moshe, you have to believe in Kalal Yisrael. Because if there's one thing that a leader has to have it's a belief in his flock it's a belief in his con- constituency and even if they're presently failing even if they're currently failing see them in their totality and don't just judge them based on the freeze frame of the event that's unfolding in front of you now Moshe Rabbeinu, just because they're rebelling right now does not mean they are a rebellious people see them for the totality of who they are and what an incredibly important sowed. what an incredibly important idea. You know, the Dubna Magid tells a mashal. And in the mashal, he says that there was once a king and the king had a son, but he wanted to make sure that his son was fit to rule. So he gives his son a very simple task. He says, I want you to go out into the kingdom and I want you to find for me a purely righteous individual. Son says, okay, he goes out, spends a couple of weeks looking around, comes back to his father and said, Father, I'm so sorry. I could not find someone who is purely righteous. I could not find a person without fault. It was impossible. I found a lot of good people, a lot of wonderful people, but I couldn't find someone who was free of all blame, free of all fault. The king listens attentively, thinks, he says, I hear, now I want you to go out and find someone who is truly evil. Go out and find someone who's truly bad, through and through. A person just does nothing good to them. So the son goes out, he goes, spends a couple of weeks, he comes back, he says, Father, I'm so sorry I failed you again. And I went to all the places where you would expect to find the most rotten people. And and you know, I met them and I said, wow, that's a rotten guy. And then I began to talk to them a little bit. And the truth is, I found that each and every one of them had something positive. Each and every one of them had something good. You had to work at it, you had to discover a little bit, you had to work through all the layers of schmutz to be able to get there. But they had something good. They had something beautiful. They had something redeeming. The, first, the king looks at his son and says, Now, my dear son, you are fit to be king. Because to be king, you have to see your kingdom, your constituents, your followers in their totality. You can't just see them for what they are now. You have to see them for what they were and ultimately what they can become. Now you're ready to be king. And I think what an incredible lesson for us. And it's true in our relationships with others, because often it's it's natural. We have negative or caustic interactions with people. And the truth is, as a result of those interactions, we say bad, that's a bad person, that's a bad individual. And again, to be clear, there are some people with whom I just it's not healthy to have a relationship with. But the question is, do I characterize a person as being negative just because of one interaction? And do I fail to see the totality of who and what they are? Rabbi Dr. Abraham Twersky said that when a child misbehaves, a parent should never say, you're a bad child, because that's not true. There's no child who's bad. You can Say to a child, you've done something that is bad. The action is bad, but the person is not. How many times does it happen in our interactions? Something negative happens, you're a bad person. Something negative happens, I judge you in your totality. Instead of saying, this is a freeze frame. This is one event that occurs, occurred, but it does not represent the totality of who and what you are. How many times does it happen with ourselves? That we look at ourselves and all we see are our faults and our shortcomings. What about all the good? What about all the beauty? You have to see yourself in the entire continuum, the entire spectrum. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's broken and I have a lot of stuff that has to be fixed, but you know what? I also have good. I also have positive. I also have redeeming things about myself and to have a healthy sense of self. I have to be able to see myself in totality. And what about life what about life? You know, sometimes something bad happens in life and I allow that bad thing to color the entirety of my existence instead of realizing it's one bad thing. It's one difficult chapter, but the rest of life is beautiful. There are so many positive brachas, even when not everything is going well. This was the mistake of Moshe Rabbeinu. The heilig of Moshe Rabbeinu made one mistake, one mistake, but a mistake that teaches us so much. We learn from Moshe, from his positives, and also from this particular mistake. Moshe looked at Klal with tunnel vision. He saw them, you're rebellious. He judged them in their totality by where they were right now. We learn from Moshe Rabbeinu to avoid that, to avoid that in our relationship with others, to avoid that in our relationship with ourselves, and to avoid that ultimately in our relationship in terms of how we relate to our life circumstances. The greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu, the missteps of Moshe Rabbeinu, teach us how to be successful people in this world. Wishing everyone a good of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.